Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. You're still stuck in a maze. Yeah, we, yeah, are. we are. Boy, howdy. Why are we so happy about that? This is where we live now. This is our life. It's fine. It can't be. I need to find guacamole. Yeah, the curving path you follow suddenly twists to reveal a proper maze cut out of the surrounding hedges. And a gorgon charges out of the greenery towards you. And just as he's about to reach the group, lets forth a giant green plume. And Thea is what's called petrified. <gasps> yeah, I'm going to stab it in the butt. <gasps> right in the butt. You see down in the mist a crystallizing diamond form as he is stomping on your friend. Donnie's going to do his fire weapon. It doesn't see it coming. It just goes straight up its butthole. Oh, jeez. Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to wild shape into a winter wolf. I yell, guys, a door. Flamekins yells, a window! I'm gonna disengage, gonna book it over to that opening with my diamond in my hand. Yeah, essentially I'm going to stand in the way as if there was a door there that might try to close and I'm at the supermarket and it's not gonna be able to close because I'm in the sensor. And as you continue down the path, you turn and see that the Gorgon stops at the passageway that is created and kind of steps back. And tips his hat, because he was wearing a hat that we didn't say. After a short while, you enter back into the sundial room. I see why sundials are no longer in favor. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We are a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Carla Johnson. Hey, I am Carla Johnson, and I play Nulara Moonbrook. And Amy Moore. Yeah, I am. I play Thea Amastasia. And Flint, nope, Tom Laird. That's me. I play Flint Firebeard. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't made that mistake in a while. All right. Uh, Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. It's going real good. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where uh, if you uh, choose to join us in that community, just know that uh, your money's going towards making this podcast uh, better with each episode. Is what it really does. That's true. I haven't seen any of those dollars. It all goes towards stuff. And I'm like, where's my new iPhone? How about a new (laughs) chair so that I'm not sitting on something hard? And Russ is all like, iPhone, no. Chair, maybe. We'll see. Microphone for Tom, yes. Yes. Microphone for Tom, yes. Mic stand and and hooky thing for Carla, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going to PodCon 2. Yes. Yeah. 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 All these great things and so much more could be could be yours. I'm just on the prices, right? 
Yeah, we would never use your money for things like iPhones and oh, shit. God, That's no. super dishonest, and we no. are. I'm a very Samsung guy people. myself, so not when you can sign up for a two-year plan and get a free phone. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, come on. Visit phoneprovider.com for details. Just sub in that hot new um, sponsor we get. Yep, I've got I've got like three weeks to figure it out. So yeah, fuck it, let's play D and D. Previously, you fought a Gorgon multiple times or multiple Gorgons. As as Tom would say, lots of butt stuff. There was so much butt stuff. (laughs) You're back in the sundial room, and the shadows are still pointed at all of the individual exits. Hey, you guys, we have three of these stupid stones. And by three, I mean six. I'm very distraught. Let's find one more and get the fuck out of here. Agreed. Why do we think there's one more? Because there are seven exits and there are, I'm assuming there are seven stones. Isn't there technically eight exits? I mean, we count the bullshit sundial hole. Motherfucker. That makes sense. Well, then then there's even nine. There's nine. God damn it. I don't know why I thought there was. Oh, can I have a nap? Maybe. Oh, wait. We yeah, have seven. We just we live here. How long have we been in here? Yes. No, we have seven. We need eight. We have a garnet, a topaz, a pearl, a jade, a bloodstone, and now a diamond. We have seven. We need one more because there are eight exits. Let's just get it. And then I get growly. As, you, as you're getting growly and talking about how you want to find all these stones... You notice Flame McKins and she goes and sits down and kind of leans up against the hedge and you continue talking there for a little while and then you look back and she's disappeared. Told her not to wander off. Uh, okay. Thought you had that uh, leash on her like those moms and malls have for their kids. <laughs> I find leashes offensive at this moment. I don't know why. Should probably uh, go over to where Flamikins was last seen and poke around see what's see yeah, what's over there. See, see I go and I sniff. See. Can I smell her? Oh. Sure, you can. Everybody make an investigation roll. Okay. Shit. 17. Plus. 15. I don't think I have investigation, but I have keen hearing and smell. 21. So I have advantage on perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. Yeah. The 17 is better. That's fine. Um, yeah, so you, you're all looking around where she and you're kind of peeking down, seeing if she went down one of the corridors um, and one of you, Flint, kind of leans up against the hedge and falls through. Bah! And Flint, where he you saw him, he was examining the end of kind of the between two. He's disappeared. Um, do we see the hedges move at all, or was he just here one day? The hedges Gone don't appear there. to be moving, but that's where he was standing. I think it's like the stupid sundial. It's another one of those fucking portal gate stupid shit. I go I go in. Yeah, me too, because I... <sighs> Poke my head. The only thing I want less than being in this room is uh, being without my friends. Okay, so everybody walks through the hedge. Mm-hmm. Flamikins is the first to go through, and she's trying to get her, her bearings, and then Flint comes through behind her, and what you see, Flint... As you and Flamikins are looking around, but well, first, do you say anything, I guess? As I fall into the room, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you emerge uh, within sight of a circle at the foot of the tower. The body of a dead cultist lies sprawled on the ground, and you can assume it's the one that Iskander threw off the balcony earlier. 
and beside you, you see a straight path that leads directly to the sundial intersection. Another path extends 30 yards beyond the sundial, ending at the exit to the village. And then after you're kind of looking around, seeing that everybody else piles through and you are all examining the area. Oh my God, you guys, we made it. Isn't there supposed to be... Was it was it an hourglass? Some kind of thing to like teleport us or something? It was something. Well, didn't Iskander say he was going to meet us at the bottom? He was going to leave something tower. for us so we could transport Let in somewhere. Let me just check my notes from 2015 when we weren't in the base. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been in here for like, honestly, like max 30 minutes. Well, but wow, like we're really good an at getting out of mazes. An eternity, it feels like. Oh, I found it. Heroes, look for me beneath the tower. It's an hourglass. I was yeah. right. Also, white hourglass. It will allow us to teleport into the dungeon. So, beneath the tower. So, we have to go into the basement. I believe we're supposed yeah. to teleport in. I assume that hourglass will teleport us yeah. to the dungeon where he will be. Let's look for this hourglass. Uh, everybody give me an investigation roll. Thaddeus got a 17. 17 for 10. Thaddeus. 10. 14. 14. Okay, so 17. Is Flint was not as good as 17. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're looking around the tower, and it is just that. There's a tower, and then it's encircled by the maze, and then, like I mentioned, there was a path that leads to the sundial room and then has a direct exit outside the maze that you can see. After some looking around, Thaddeus speaks up and he says, this circle here, and he points to the circle at the base of the tower, and he says, I'm pretty sure it might be a teleportation circle to get us in there, because there's no doors and no stairs and no foreseeable way in. Well, how do we use it? Well, if, uh, if you just stand in it. How big is the circle? seems to be large enough that everybody could stand in it. That was my question. All right, peeps, let's gather and gather around. Come on. Should we all step in at the same time? Is this what he meant by the hourglass he was supposed to leave for us? He... No, he held up something. I mean, I, I have that... hourglass written down. Yeah, I, mean, so. I think he has the hourglass, but I think we need to okay. find him at the base of the tower, and he will teleport us with his special hourglass up to the top of the tower where the mask is. No, because he had I the mask think. in his hand so, when he was on uh, the balcony. So hold on. Here is what he said. Heroes, they saw you in the village. I've taken the mask, but they'll realize it's missing within minutes. Look for me beneath the tower for it's the only place I have a chance to hide. This is the key that will teleport you into the dungeon. As he speaks, the figure holds aloft a short sec or a, a second item, some sort of white glimmering hourglass. I will leave it behind after I use it, but others may find it before you do. Oh, so it's at uh, the top of the tower where he was. Maybe. Or maybe it's not, because some other, like, cleaning lady found it. <laughs> Dorothy Ann mm -hmm. is cleaning up. She does a good job. She put it with the, the other. She does a great tower. job. She did it with the other knickknacks. Okay, sorry. I was under the impression he left it like outside on the grounds, but uh, well, apparently that is not the case. He may have, but others may have gotten to it first. Maybe that's what this circle. I say we just go into the circle. Let's just see what fucking Let's happens. Do it. I agree. 
I'm just so happy to be away from where we've been this mm -hmm. whole time. New Welcome things. to the murder circle. Wait, how's everyone feeling before we do that? Anybody need to like take a little potion potion or how we doing? Can I have more than 75 hit points? No. Okay, then I'm at full capacity for my wolfy self. Uh, I'm a little bit hurt, but I can manage for the time being. Yeah, I think I am too. I'm fine. I'm not excellente, but I'm pretty okay. Just thought I checked before we entered the enemy's tower with no escape route. You all begin to walk into the circle, and as each of you steps kind of both feet into the circle, you are teleported into another room. What seems to be an interior to the tower. Now, the exterior of the tower appears square. This room appears cylindrical. The walls of this chamber bear exotic geometric designs representing feathers, eagles, and snakes, all rendered in a style you've never seen before. To one side of the room, a human female is sprawled face down in a pool of blood. She is dressed like a high-ranking member of the Cult of the Dragon. In the room, you stand in what looks to be a another teleportation circle. There are two balconies set eight feet above the floor and can easily be reached by climbing. But no, no doors. No doors. Okay. No stairs. No, nothing. So just another teleportation circle. Um, everybody make, or those that uh, feel like they're looking around, make an investigation check. I will investigate. <laughs> Crit fail. Six. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. You notice behind the teleportation circle itself, symbols on the wall. You examine them and you see the symbol of a chair. You see the symbol of two chairs. You see an upside-down L, a rectangle, a flame, a star, a square, an hourglass, and a right triangle. Because if it's not a right angle, it's a wrong angle. <laughs> uh, so that hourglass looks fun. You don't see shit. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. No, I've I've been rendered <laughs> blind after the crit critical fail. But <laughs> that is what happens. He's like, he's make a so perception check. In shock and awe at this dead lady in cultist robes right? that he just can't take in anymore. Oh, my goodness. He's never seen death like that before. Yeah, what? no. He's All my time as a soldier, never once. Given. Let, he's made death Flint, like let's that. Let's say that you are, in fact, investigating, which is why your investigation for this was so bad. You're investigating the body. So give me an investigation or a medicine check, rather. Well, yeah, say investigation or check. medicine. Investigation. All right, that's a plus two, so that's a 17. You're examining the body as everybody else is kind of tickling. Oh, tickling. Taking a look around the room, um, and you can tell that the the cult member was killed by what looks like a dragon tooth dagger. So I, I relay that information to uh, my friends and say, I uh, I think this this lady got killed by a dragon tooth dagger. Brutal. You know dragon tooth daggers to be a chosen weapon of certain cult members. You heard him. Hey, look. <laughs> Hey, look! Hey, look at these these pictures on the walls. Look at these symbols. 
I like to sit. I like to sit a lot. I like to have upside down letters. Um, long square, ouchy stuff, sparkly in the sky. We have square and what looks like an hourglass and a three-sided square. So, <laughs> are they are they buttons? Can, is this like an elevator? Yeah. Can we just press can a button? We, can we can we touch one? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I can't. I have pause. Okay, so somebody else touch one. Ooh. Hey, new Lara, come on over here. Can you touch the hourglass one? Lay, okay, first, lay me out the room. Where is everybody standing? In front of these symbols. Everybody is standing in front of the no, symbols. No, I only speak for me. Okay. I am also in front of the symbols. And okay. I speak for new Lara. <laughs> I was close to the body, but now I'm back towards them. Okay, we'll say that you're all in front of the symbols in the <laughs> Well, because I said, hey, guys, come and look at these symbols. So, I assume they were like, they were like, fuck off, Thea. <laughs> we flocked to the wall. Shut up with your goddamn yeah. symbols. All right, <laughs> I'm just checking. You touched, sorry, the hourglass, is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. You feel a wave of energy course through you, but nothing happens. Does she do it again and again because it felt so good? It felt so good. <laughs> let's uh, Let's get back on that teleportation pad. You're See on if the that does the trick. Pad. Oh, we're on it. Oh, yeah. This this is like so. Well, the that... teleportation pad is like up against the wall, and these are within the teleportation pad. Ah, okay. But there is another teleportation pad, right? There's oh, just the one. That there's we came the one. You only see the one in the room. Hmm. Can Donnie fly up and like look and see if there's anything up on those balconies? Sure. Yep, he flies up. It gives a quick examine to both of them. He's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, guys, it looks like there's those symbols there. There's there's some up here too." Oh, maybe we have to all touch one. What are is it the same ones in the same order up on the balconies? Yeah, yeah. You got a you got a chair. You got two chairs. You got an upside down L, because I know the alphabet. Of course he does. You got a rectangle, a flame, a star, a square, an hourglass, a right triangle. Yeah, checks out. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I'm just running through, making sure, you know, like, check, check. This is what I got, check. Well, that was my idea. uh... I mean, we can touch something. All right, let's touch something. (laughs) Yeah, let's... let's, No, uh, no, flame can't just... Yeah. Which one of these is... There's probably the two chairs... That's, mm, we'll see. All right, what are we touching? Are we touching the hourglass again? Well, if Donnie can go up to one, who else has good climbing skills who can go up and touch the other one? Because there's two balconies, right? Anybody can climb. It's eight feet above. Ah. I can't. (laughs) Fair. Anybody. Probably got fairly good vert as a winter wolf, but. Uh, Are you thinking... We'll touch all three at the same time and see if that works. Yeah. Okay, I'll climb up on a balcony. Touching the hourglass again, or what do you guys think? Yeah, let's uh, let's have Donnie count yep. us down and we'll touch it. Yeah, uh, three, 
seven, four. Well, he knows his alphabet, but not, not his, his numbers. numbers. He's still learning. Twelve. Push it. Okay, we push it. Push it real good. Everybody pushes the hourglass, and those that are pushing it, everybody feels a course of energy come in and through their arm, and nothing happens. Okay, I'm going to climb down, and I'm going to... No. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't he say that was a key? Like, the hourglass was a key? Like, maybe it's, like, locked. Maybe we should try something different. Is there any place to put any of these stones? Oh. No. No? No. Just straight up no. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just key. We've been collecting them. I don't know. Um... Uh, okay, uh, this feels like an inefficient way of doing this, but, and also gross and dirty, but I get some blood <laughs> on my finger from the pool of blood, and then I touch the thing to see if that, like, activates it somehow. You touch the hourglass again? Yeah. You feel, again, the course of energy, and nothing happens. Touch a different one. Bossy. Okay, I'm going to touch. No, it's, it's just I'm, I'm just like... kidding. I'm totally just kidding. Okay, I'm going to touch the chair. You touch the chair, the single chair? Single chair. You feel a course of energy and a white light, and it dissipates quickly, and you're in the room that you were in before. Okay, I'm going to touch the one with two chairs. Uh, which chair are you touching? The chair on the right. You touch the chair on your right, and everybody in the teleportation circle sees that white light and is transported up to the balcony to the right. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to touch the one chair again. Take us back down to the main room. Just for fun. Just kicks. We're just moving around. I assume that's what happens. Yeah. You go back down to the the main area of this this audience chamber. Okay. So, what do we think? The basement might be fire? No. The triangle. Oh. I don't know. Because it's the base? Maybe. That seems reasonable. It's the last I feel one. like Star's going to be some sort of fucking astronomy chamber. I don't know. Yeah. The observatory. So I would say square, because we want to go to the dungeon, and that's like cell-like, or the triangle. Let's try the square first. Hold on. Is everyone in the teleportation? We're not leaving, like, Donnie behind up in a balcony, are we? No, I Donnie, think he get came down here. Came down. <laughs> Touch the square. You see the bright white light, and it flashes and dissipates. You are transported to a different chamber, a presently empty chamber, which might have been luxurious before being subjected to the ravages of time. A table assembled from small planks laid across barrels is covered in notes and scrolls. Otherwise, it is a fairly empty room. I pad over to the notes and scrolls and I nudge them with my nose and I go, guys, I can't read. (laughs) As a wolf, it's very embarrassing for me. Uh, Are these important? Uh, Let's have a look. Like, like what if they're plans? I don't know. I'm going to look at the notes. Okay, so Flint, you come over and you skim through the notes there and they're all written... Most of them are written in common, but they all seem to be pertaining to uh, Dracoliches. Um, and as you kind of read through, you see no real bearing 
to the to the current crisis at hand. Uh, just a bunch of notes about Dracoliches, guys. I don't think they're too helpful for us right now. Uh, can you grab a few and put them in my in my little wolfy satchel? Yep. And I do that, and you hear the crinkling of paper. Okay, so you you do that. What do you do now? Okay, you guys, get back on this circle, and let's let's try another one. Get back in there. Should we try the hourglass now, since we're in a different place? Maybe. Uh, maybe, but we're trying to get to the dungeon, right? I think we were all thinking hourglass, because he said that was, like, what we were looking for. But he was holding a thing aloft, so how could that be taking us to there? Was he holding the mask? Know what I mean? Well, it was the mask, and then he had another item another, in his hand as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we just heard words that were the same words, so got really excited and started trying to go to that place, but... It's fair. But he also said someone else could have taken it, because didn't he leave it for us, and it wasn't left for us, so... This is true. I think we may have to go the long way. Well, with Russ in charge, I would not expect anything less. (laughs) Oh, we're definitely going to be in this tower for, like, three to six months. (laughs) Yeah, prepare yourself, listener. In Earth time. In game, it'll be like 25 minutes. This is where we live now. (laughs) We're weekly now. I tried to speed it up by making this weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Let's go to the triangle. Okay. I press the triangle. We're all back on the thing. I press the triangle. You see the bright white light flash, and you are back in the sundial room. Oh, no! You look down one way, and you see an exit to the city. And you look down another way and you see an, en- or an exit or entrance to the tower. Son of a what? fuck. Can we sprint to the tower, you guys? Yeah, let's, let's sprint. Go. Let's all run let's together. Just, let's, let's just run together. I agree. Okay. I just want to get out of here. Let's all hold hands and run. Yeah. Do we make it to the tower? Yeah. You oh, thank God. Okay. Let's get back and inside this circle. So now that we... Fuck. Never press that button again. Do we see the buttons? There are no buttons on the outside. Okay, well, we'll just fucking stand on it and go back to one chair, two chair room. (laughs) Red chair, blue chair. (laughs) You step back into the room. You find yourself back in the room Mm. with the with the dead cult. Oh, you know what? Maybe they torture them in the dungeon. Let's let's go to the fire button. Okay, we're all going to die. Wait, okay, sure. I'm not sure. And we're cooked alive. End of podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, fire. What what happens? You see the bright light and it clears and you find yourself in a room with a large fireplace in the center of the room, which keeps the chamber warm and cozy. It's smoke magically vented outside. Uh, about two thirds of the skeleton of an adult dragon is laid out on the floor curled around the fireplace. But before you have time to further assess, a half-dozen black-cloaked figures move to attack you. Roll for initiative. Can we press a button real fast? I don't know. Do we want to fight, or do we want to press a button? I don't know. Maybe it seems like this is where we're supposed to be. Yeah, true. This could be... Okay, let's fucking fight. (laughs) Everybody's so stoked. 16! 16! 27! 27! Oh, I got a plus eight, Amy. It's I'm always gonna be that. Amy, good one. That's your seven. Your sixteen is so good. Forty five. <laughs> <laughs> you did so good. Uh, Thaddeus had a five. Ooh. And Flint was a sixteen. 
Uh, so you're matched with Thea there. So you choose who goes first. Uh, Thea can go first. Oh, thanks. It's like, uh, I, I didn't get to fight at all last time. I know, you didn't I get got... to. That's why I was happy you got that one. Yeah. I just got trampled and gored and yeah. <laughs> petrified. And turned to stone, yeah. Yeah, it was a really big day for me. That last episode was, it was really very exciting. Uh, okay, so Nulara, you are up first. The teleportation circle is more a half circle butted up against the wall. There's the flame right in and the skeleton encircling the flame. The three people are coming at you from either side of the fire. The room itself is 60 feet in diameter. Does it look like they came through a door, or did they, like, come through from behind the fireplace or something? It looks like they were in the room already. Okay. What, I know they are cloaked, but are they, like, human, human-sized? human Yeah, they're humanoid-sized, yep. Yeah. But we can't tell if they're human. You can't tell if they're, they're human. Cloaked. They are cloaked. Okay. Just, just that they're oids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm gonna just try and stab one. Sure. Good idea. It's my which, main sword, thing. which sword are you using? I am using Dragon Slayer. Okay. Is my is my use now? Uh, that is a sixteen. Will hit. Great. That is. That is eleven damage. Uh, which is awesome. Which is amazing, okay. and one of them dies. Right? No. no. Yep. Okay. No. I'm going to try and try and do some more sorting. And that is a 17. That will also hit. 13 damage. The one you are attacking dies. Tell me how you kill him or her um, or it. I would like to... God, this is what I always do. I think I'm just really into decapitating. Yeah. But I, I want to do that because I want to see what it is. I want the head to roll away from the body so we can see <laughs> if they're humans or if it's something else. Just for curiosity's sake. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, you do so. The head rolls towards the flames, and it appears to be okay. a human. Uh, knowledge is power, people. Uh, mm-hmm. Donnie is going to try to... Oh, and he does recharge. So are are the other two still, like, approaching us? Like, can he use his breath weapon yep. and just uh, get them and not my friends? Yeah, yeah, we could set that up. Yep. Okie doke. Then they need to do a dex save. Uh, one is a 16, one is a 6. Okay, the 6 will fail. So 6 gets full damage, the other one gets half damage. Okay. That is 10. Come on, that was a shitty roll. Uh, it's 15. Why'd you let Amy roll for you, Carla? <laughs> well, I, I, can't, hey, I can't not use some of the dice, I think. Oh, I probably could sub out this one. Okay, I will sub out one, one of those D10s. There's a lot of D10s, so do you have more options? Uh, right. He gets to go again, so he will... Oh, Do it, Dunny. Uh, he did recharge. So he's going to try and crispify yeah. him up again. That is a 16 damage. Yeah, Donnie. As Donnie moves to the side and releases two quick flame breaths towards the fire in the center, encompassing the two cult members, they uh, shriek and scream and begin circling around the room, waving their arms before they drop to the oh, ground, gosh. charred to death. Hey there, I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Thanks for joining us for episode 54 of Dungeons & Dragons. What were we doing here? 
And I don't think they celebrated the fact quite enough, but the three of them made it out of the maze. I think that they were just a bit overwhelmed with the fact that they may have forgotten what they were supposed to do next. If you enjoy what we're doing, and you can support us through a monthly monetary pledge, we invite you to join us on Patreon, where for $1 per month, you're definitely helping make this show better with every episode, but also, you get access to a whole backlog of monthly bonus episodes, plus new ones on the 15th of every month. And if you can swing it, the $2 per month level gets you access to our monthly Goog Hangs, where we live stream a hangout with our patrons. It's always a ton of fun, and the more people who join, the better and better those times get. Check out all the details at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And another way you can support the show is to share a link to your favorite episode or just the show in general to social media or talk about us to your friends when you're playing a game. You can also write a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you can write reviews. Every rating and review helps get us out in front of more and more people who will hopefully love the show as much as you do. All of our social media links and more about us and the show can be found at dumbdragons.com, so go check out the website and join, follow, or like where you can today. And thanks to Sirenscape for some of the amazing atmosphere. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com to bring your games to life. Links for everything mentioned today can be found in the description below. The next episode will be out next Wednesday, September 26th, when a big wrinkle of a development makes everyone uh, a tad nervous. Yeah, it's big. Let's get back to this teleportivator of an episode and see if they can figure out my hourglass transporter riddle. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Flint. No, Thea. Thea. Because you decided. Do it. And you were listening. And I was listening. Uh, I'm going to run up and bite one of... (laughs) I forgot you were a wolf for a second. Like, that's a weird choice. It's a bold attack strategy. Oh, shit. Shit. She's so tired of being a spellcaster. She's part Gila monster, and it's the poison in her mouth that really is what gets you. That's saliva. Yeah, plus six. 25. Nice. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Um, 2d6 plus four. Six damage, and you have to succeed on a strength Do saving I? throw. Wait, you double wounded? Yeah. Yeah. That is impressive. Uh, What's even with my shitty uh, dice? Nine. Nine does not save, and so, so you, you are not prone. You take all of it, Russ. Well, no, he gets take, he takes all of it anyway, but yeah. now he's not prone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Flint now. Uh, I'm gonna stroll over to that one that's not prone and just fucking hack away. <laughs> Uh, so that is a twenty-four to attack. Uh, you mean you have I don't know if that's going to hit a, but that, a, that'll a hit. man when he's down. Oh, might as well roll again. No, the twenty-four is the best one. Okay, then yeah. All right. Uh, ooh, seventeen damage. So you stroll, stroll, strut over. I don't know. What do you do when you kill this guy? Uh, yeah, basically I have like the axe on my shoulder and I'm kind of whistling as I walk over there and just in one fluid motion without even stopping, I just take the axe off and just bury it into his chest. I imagine Flint to be one of the seven dwarves. Like he's like, hi ho, hi ho, -ho it's off to murder these fuckers. I go. Yeah. And as I get my axe out of his chest cavity, I turn to the other ones and start swinging at them. Do it. Uh, that is a 10, so I don't think that's going to cut it. Mm, that is less than good. This is a solid three roll, though. I like that. 
Uh, that's a 24, so that should be good. Yep. All right. Just one, and, one, ooh, one damage, so I can reroll that <laughs> thanks to my skills. All right, that's 12 damage. Okay. I just, I just want one of them to get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you don't manage to kill that one that you're attacking. So there's one uninjured... Okay. And one that is is uh, struck by axe, and it is both of their turns. Thankfully for me. Um, now they could know how I feel in a yeah. battle. Nobody gets a turn. Right. Uh huh. So I wonder if I could them... buy a can of axe body spray to like throw at them at some point, just to go with my axe theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one, uh, both of them. Approach you, Flint. Well, one has already approached you, but the other one approaches you and both make an inflict wounds attack on you. What does that mean? Oh, we're about to find out. Isn't that out. what we always do? Oh. <laughs> no. yeah. Sounds magic. Uh, that is going to be a 19. Sure. Yep. So you take, on a hit, you take 3d10 necrotic damage. They're, they so inflicting wounds. They like touch you, and like necrotic energy courses through your body, and you take 13, 20 necrotic damage. Ah. Okie dokie. I am going to use my. Uh, hang on here. Hang on. Uh, oh, did I? Uh, maybe I didn't write that one down. Okay, yeah, I'll just take the 20. That's fine. Okay, the other I'm one have does to the flip same. through my old paper sheet and see if I missed something. The other one does the same thing, but only rolls an 11. So, yeah, don't you guys oh, have, like, really things that can allow you to take less on magical damage? Uh, um, no, my my skill allows me to take less on non-magic damage. Oh, and Carla, your magical armor, right? Although you haven't been non- hit in a while. It's non-magical damage, though. Yeah. Oh, what? But I haven't been hit oh. yet, so let's... I didn't forget. It just yeah. hasn't come up yet. Uh, Flamekins is up, and she hurls a bubble of acid at the one that missed Flint, and it has to make a dexterity saving throw, which it does not make. 3d6, that's 5, 8 acid damage at the unharmed one. A bubble of acid spurts up and begins sizzling its cloak, revealing that it's a human. And his face resembles that one dude from Raiders of the Lost Ark when he looks at the Ark? Exactly. Thaddeus's turn. Thaddeus is gonna... Hang on here. He's gonna bite. Hang on. He thought it was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he did like the biting attack. That is true. Uh, he's going to use his light crossbow and shoot the one that's already hurt. Oh, wait. I guess they're both hurt now. They're both. Uh, hurt. He's going to shoot acid face. Okay. Let's just that shorten it. Let's just call him ass face. Ass face. Perfect. That's a 19. And that, ooh, full damage. Nine damage. Yes, Adios. As this guy is like trying to wipe the acid away from his hands and face. Um, he takes a cross bolt. Where does he take a cross bolt? I don't know. Does it kill him or is he still standing? Kills him. Uh, he takes it directly in the left eye. Right through his left. As he opens his eyes, he sees it coming towards him and just explodes out the back of his head and he falls to the ground. Does he have a moment to say anything like really mysterious? Like, oh, not again. <laughs> That would be oh, mysterious. Oh, that's my good eye. Right? And then we're like thinking about it. Like how many times has this guy been hit in the eye by a crossbow? Right. Oh. New Lara, it is your turn. There is one enemy left. 
bloodied okay. and, and injured. Strike him down. Uh, 22. You betcha. 26. That's the most. That's the most possible. Uh, so explain to me what happens when you eviscerate this, like, just... Oh, I think eviscerate is a good word. Like, maybe I just, like, stab in and then up, pull out, mm-hmm. all the guts come out. Do you do an I guess N? the guts kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Zorro, but, like, for Nular. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. I like that. I like that. It's kind of fucking morbid and disgusting when you're doing it with someone's guts, but... Nulara's a little peevish, having been in this maze and now this tower for what feels like an eternity. So sure, a big N, guts falling everywhere. I like it. That happens. And you're standing in uh, another room of gore, as you are so familiar with. Yep. Uh, What do you do in this room? I pat up to them and I'm like, guys, I bit someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can we, like look around and mm-hmm. see if I don't know there's like something hidden under a fucking dragon bone yep. or something is there anything interesting from I'm this gonna... dragon that I can take like can I take a small piece of its bone like a claw I'm also gonna take an uncommon healing potion while okay, we're standing you, around you take your healing potion so yeah I'm not gonna make you roll in for anything cause you've got time to kind of examine this room you can see that the as you have time to ex- examine it, that you figure that the skeleton is of a black dragon, and you can see the bones are disconnected and placed roughly, and that the creature's forelimbs are missing. You also see signs that the cultists do their cooking here, finding a collection of simple dishware stacked along the north wall, along the uh, along with sacks containing potatoes and turnips and jerky and flour, and aside from the lovingly cleaned skeleton and notes. This level holds nothing of real value, but, I mean, if there's something from the dragon that you want to take, aside from its forelimbs, which are not there... Can I take a tooth? Mm-hmm. I take a dragon tooth. I'm not sure how I get it. I, Nulara, can you grab a dragon tooth for me? I, I, I lift up one of my paws. I'm like, uh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah, you, you betcha. Thanks, girlfriend. I'll go. I'll go. Desecrate this black dragon <laughs> for my friend. Well, it's not obviously not the first time it's been desecrated. Let's be honest. Clearly, here. I, I I also walk over and I want to see what's because I used to, you know, work in the library and be a scribe. That these scholarly documents might be, I might notice that they might be helpful. You take them and yeah, I, I take them and I'll let the guilt and everyone well, else. Well, I mean, you them. can. We'll say you take them, you find something interesting, them. and I'll determine what that is later. Yeah, I can't read them anyway. No. It's probably going to be Dracolich or Dragon Cult based, but Fair I enough. will I will come up with that. Hey, for information the next is time. power, my friend. Could just be recipes. Uh, could be. This could is where be. they do their cooking. I'll make a note, scholar notes, Thea, and give you some proper information when you have time to actually go through them. Nice. Um, okay, well, let's get back on ye old teleportation device and press another button. What do you guys think? Yeah. Sure. Yep. Sounds good. Who, who's got a vote? Where you guys want to go? We have uh, left an upside down star? L. Star? Star. All right, Flint. It's Flint's first suggestion, so let's take it. And I press the star. 
A few seconds pass, and the white light comes, and energy courses through you and clears in an instant, and you enter another chamber, and it's clearly the workplace of a wizard. A pair of voluminous tomes on astronomy and astrology lie open on a table. A massive telescope of brass, crystal, and polished mahogany rests on an intricate stand in the middle of the chamber. A ladder rests against one wall, and an immense crystal lens is embedded in the ceiling. Does this room smell of rich mahogany and leather-bound books? You'd better believe it does. As a matter of fact, it does. Because I've got keen senses when it comes to smell. I'm like, mm, that's that's mahogany. (laughs) Can I look through the telescope and see if it's... I don't know. Pointed at something cool. <laughs> are, the, are the wizards here? <laughs> oh yeah. Is there any wizards in the room? So just an empty room. You're like, excuse uh, me, gentlemen. On tertiary <laughs> glance, there is nobody present. Just gonna take a little looky loo through here. <laughs> in this room. Or <laughs> a little. What did we say it was gonna be? It's gonna be. I'm gonna take a little. Oh shit. No. Well, I have the looky loo. You do, but then I said you have to say I'm gonna. Every time you look at it, did I say you have to say, I'm going to take a little looky-loo? She's going to have a little look-see, I think, is it? Isn't oh, it? God Maybe. damn it. I can't remember. Remembering Fix all this hard. in post. Yeah. Do my voice for me. What? <laughs> Sorry. I'll have your b- voice just saying, butt stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff, butt stuff, butt stuff. <laughs> Wow, he didn't even need to edit that. <laughs> since since there don't appear to be any wizards, I want to look through the telescope. In case it's pointed at, like, I don't know. Pointed directly at the sun Ice and you're blinded. Floating, floating up <laughs> above this on a platform or something. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm blind now? Yeah, you're blind well, just now. just in one eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's one of those two-eyed telescopes, yeah. like a microscope. She actually takes her face off, and she's just got, like, big black rings around her eyes. Oh, There's some big prank. jokesters in here. Um, I mean, it's pointed. It's pointed. You're looking, like, through the optic lens to see what it's looking at. Yeah. It it's, it's just appears to be pointed, pointed at the stars, which it's a nice clear night, and you can see all the constellations. Whoopity do! Just kidding. It's exciting, probably, because the sky was all fucked up when we were in that fucking maze. So I'm probably delighted to see what seems like the normal sky. Right. Uh, okay. Um. What? What else do you, you guys want to look at? Uh, I look around. I I say, hey, um, do these tomes look interesting? It's really, it's really unfortunate that I can't read. Um, what about? Like, guys, these tomes, I bet these are super important. Uh, looks like astronomy and astrology. You want those? Uh, I don't know. Will those fit in your wolf fanny pack or whatever? They're pretty big. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. All right, well. As you guys are looking through the books, you notice very quickly that it begins to get cold in the room. What world? Do I notice that? I'm covered with fur. Oh, you notice a a distinct temperature drop Mm -hmm. as you begin being pelted by sharp shards of ice as you are caught in an ice storm. As you look up, you see five cult members standing from a high-up balcony, 
staring down at you, watching you be pelted by ice. We're so bad at scanning the room, you guys. It's not our strong point. Uh, excuse me, please, please stop. Hailstones fill the room and cover the floor, creating difficult terrain. You have to take... Oh my god. 14 bludgeoning damage, as well as... 12 cold damage. Ice to see you. Talk about a chilly reception. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Uh, that's the t- episode title, if you recall. Uh, so much butt stuff. Yeah, I don't. We, we explained to Tom that's butt. Yeah, apparently like, that's not just... the right thing. No. Well, while we're waiting for a Skype not to be funny. Kid told me a joke at the ranch today. Mm-hmm. You got, did you hear about the kidnapping? No. No, it's okay. He woke up. <laughs> nice. That's a good joke. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. That's a sweet joke. I like yeah, it. Yeah, all the other ones were about poop, but yeah, uh, that tracks. Pretty standard. Yeah. Volume. No, you had voluminous. it. Voluminous. Yep, you had yeah, it. You vol- had it. You got it. Yes. Yeah. A vol- oh, sorry, it just didn't sound right in coming out. A volume. Tomes. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, Maria Kennedy from Hero Trackers here to tell you about a special report we've been working on at Hero Track Media. With the help of my producer Shayna, we are going to reveal the life story of a mysterious hero that, as far as we can tell, has never been covered by a media outlet before. Subscribe to this podcast feed to learn more about this hero and the strange circumstances surrounding their life and career and how they might be connected to your favorite heroes. Coming soon from Hero Track Media, Vigil. Vigil, Season 1, an audio fiction superhero thriller in 10 parts from All In Productions. Featuring Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy and Adam Kudashat as Vigil. Subscribe or follow to make sure you're the first to know about Vigil. Vigil.